He's blunt, but he's fair. This is Drew Berquist, former counterterrorism officer, realist, and host of This Is My Show, which starts now. Berkless, this is my show. Hope your 4th of July was outstanding. Hope you had a great time. Blew lots of shit up. Ate lots of great food. That right there was Joe Biden really, I mean, just struggling to get off the stage again. Was that him him pretending to jump or pretending to thrust his hips? I don't quite know. You never know in the Biden family what's Uh, going on. Who was he talking to? I don't know. (laughs) I can't find him. Yeah, Joe... There's no one there. There's no one there. You're looking at, at a poster or uh, the backdrop of a stage. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> it's pretty special, and it's terrifying all at the same time. Thanks for the day off yesterday. Again, folks, hope that you had a great day. Hope that you took the day off from politics and news. There's not a lot of good stories out there. There's just not. But we've got some stuff we got to cover today because, oh, by the way, cocaine was found at the White House. Is America no longer... The land of opportunity. Well, it's not, at least according to some. I think it is absolutely. But we'll tell you why we bring that up and and what this poll says. Then remember Victor Bout, the worst trade. You've got the, the Herschel Walker trade between the Cowboys and the Vikings right up there. The Bergdahl trade where we started negotiating with terrorists under Obama. And then you've got the Victor bout for Brittany Griner, the dude who plays in the women's basketball league that no one watches. And it was atrocious. Anyways, Victor bout now running for office. We're going to talk about that. Then staying kind of overseas in that region of the world, Zelensky says Ukraine's going to be nuked. He says it's, he says it's happening. We'll talk about that. You had a trans Tifa shooter kill five in Philly. So much other stuff that we got to get to. But before we get to all of that, folks, please pay attention to this. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is now actually being implemented as we speak. Don't be fooled. It's not going to benefit you whatsoever. Some people are going to say it's going to work for you. It's going to be convenient. It's going to be so much better. No, it's not. Understand the problem with it and act now before it's too late. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow started on July 1st. That's just, just mere days ago. So brace yourselves. This may catch a lot of people off guard. We're telling you about it here, but people you know may not be aware of what's going on. So your hard-earned dollars, your assets, your life savings, all of that are at risk. But there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar just in time. How you do it, you ask? We'll tell you. It's one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. All you've got to do is contact our friends on the screen there, American Alternative Assets, 
for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar. Volatile markets that are out there, and you can do it all with gold and silver IRAs. Dial the number 833-2-USA-GOLD. That's right. Call 833-287-2465. Again, it's on your screen. Please do it. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps that you need to take immediately to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden, don't let the left force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two, USA Gold. That's right, 833-287-2465. All right, let's get into it. Even though we are in the midst of the dog days of summer, it snowed over the weekend at the White House. You saw it. You've probably heard about it by now. A baggie of booger sugar was discovered in the White House. And when the initial report came in, the headlines read kind of like this one here. Hazmat teams were sent to the White House to investigate a suspicious white substance found near the entrance of the White House. That's what people were saying, thinking it's anthrax, thinking it's something like that. But of course, a white substance found at the White House... Everyone, everyone thinks it's that. They don't think it's Colombian marching powder. They don't, they don't take into account who's in the White House and who's in the White House's family members who come into the White House. Then you had the story that kind of changed, right? They kind of moved on. Okay, we're not talking hazmat anymore. We're not talking anthrax or any, other, or any sort of poisonous substance, which I guess co- cocaine is poisonous in its own right. But Nowadays you know what I'm talking about. Nowadays it is. But... The story changed to the devil's dandruff was found inside the White House. That's cocaine for those of you out there. More, more, <laughs> more specifically, the White House library. But the problem with the story, at least as it was presented at this state or stage in time, is that the library has limited access by the staff. And if you have limited access, what does that do? Okay, if you've played the game Clue or you've watched a whodunit film, it, nar- it narrows the cast of characters that could be responsible for said cocaine in like in a dramatic way. So then the story changed yet again. <clears throat> Keep in mind, this is a pretty small cycle, <laughs> new cycle that we're talking about with all these changes. But a change to the substance was found in a common area of the West Wing, which houses the Oval Office and offices of some of the president's top aides, support staff. You had a senior law enforcement official who told CBS that the substance was found in a storage facility in a cubby routinely used by the White House staff and guests to store cell phones. Excuse me. The Secret Service will lead a full review of how the substance got into the West Wing, the law enforcement official told CBS News, including examining consulting cameras and the entrance logs to determine who had access to the space. The discovery of the unknown item prompted unknown item, excuse me, prompted a precautionary closure of the White House. Secret Service spokesman Anthony Googly whatever his name is, Googly Gleamy, Googly, whatever, no one cares. <clears throat> Googly Gleamy, Googly Gleamy. There's lots of G's, L's, and I's in there. Someone was, someone was fucking with him. <laughs> We're going to change your last name, and it's just going to be all G's, L's, and I's. Anyways, that's what they said. So you have this conversation. We're going to get into some bullet points, but before we get to kind of our thoughts on the matter, because we have some, Let's let's show KJP had had some comments. She was asked, of course, about this at the at the Daily Presser today. This is what she had to say here. Do, you, hey. do we have that clip? Yeah, uh, <laughs> there it is right there. Play it. Uh, it's too small. Oh. There we go. There we go. And secondly, 
defer the entry, go to the holiday. Can you give any more details on where the Secret Service found cocaine in the West Wing and how it got there? So, as you know, this is under the preview of the Secret Service. Uh, they are currently investigating uh, what happened over the weekend, so I would have to refer you uh, to the Secret, First, the Secret Service on all of this. But one thing that I can share, that I'll, that I'll uh, share a little bit more information, as you know, the, the, the President and the First Lady and their family were not here this weekend, as you all reported on this, and as you also know that they left on Friday and returned just yesterday. Uh, where, uh, where this was discovered uh, is a heavily traveled area where many White House, uh, West Wing, I should be even more specific, uh, West Wing visitors uh, come through uh, this particular area. I just don't have anything more to share. It is under investigation by the Secret Service. This is in their purview, and so we're going to allow uh, certainly the investigation to continue, and we have confidence that the Secret Service will get to the bottom of this. Okay. So they're, they're, they're doing their damnedest to protect the Biden administration, the Bidens specifically, Joe, Jill, and, and Hunter. But it, it was a non-answer, right? It was a non-answer. It's in the purview of the Secret Service, or purview, she said at one point, which I thought was interesting, a new word. But I make words up, too. It's okay, KJP. So it's, it's in the purview of the Secret Service. We're not telling you anything other than it wasn't the people you think it was because that would look really bad for the administration. That would look really bad for the country as if everything else that they do doesn't look horrible for the country. But let's let's take a look at one other clip here. Did we get that other one in? Yes. Hang on. Um, because you had Biden who was taking some questions and, of course, was he, he was noncommittal on his answer. Either. In fact, he didn't even really say words in his answer. Here was that scene. Take a look. Everybody, uh, you can see there that the president was asked many questions, including how cocaine got into the White House, but did not answer. <laughs> so how the, the question was, is, as you just heard there, how did cocaine get into the White House? And Joe's response was simply a smirk, simply a smirk, which is not surprising, right, for him. You're not going to get an answer. You're, you're, and, and, and look, even if it was not Hunter or a Biden family member or something along those lines, you're, of course, still not going to get an answer from him. But it, the, the, you have to look at this situation. And everyone's now, let me take a step back. Everyone in the press now is saying, oh, it was found in a cubby. It was a tourist. The tourist brought it in there. That's clearly what happened it was not Hunter. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Move on, right? That's the message that we're getting. And they're changing it to it was in the library, where, again, the access list diminishes down to, like, almost no one. And they're saying it was found on the White House grounds. So, and when they do that, and when they say White House grounds, again, some people saying it was in a locker or a cubby. But by saying it was found on White House grounds, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get a lot of you to presume that White House grounds, it's outside, it's just there in general, it's not inside, it's nowhere important. And they're trying to get you to just dismiss this as they're telling you, in fact, to dismiss this. But when you look at this and you look at this administration, if this was a whodunit film, 
you would all in the audience, you, me, and everyone else included, presume with a pretty high degree of certainty, albeit not completely certain, that this is <laughs> the work of Hunter Biden, right? He's the obvious suspect. He's the most well-known, free-spirited, free free-living, <laughs> without-consequence cokehead in America. That's where everyone would go. And they're now trying to say, hey, you know, th 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 I even saw some tweets today and messages from people demanding apologies from conservatives who have said that this was clearly Hunter Biden or someone in the Biden family. To which I would first and foremost say, it doesn't matter, frankly, if it was Hunter Biden or not Hunter Biden. It's just not a good look to have cocaine found in the White House. OK, <laughs> so let's just all can we agree on that much. That's probably a good starting point. But it. The, the way that the story has changed, the way that the headlines have changed, which we know are active workers and proxies for, for the Democrats in America and the Uniparty, it, you know, it's not just Democrats. The way that they've changed, it seems as though, okay, that's not, that's not working, that's not sticking, let's try this, plan B. Plan B is not working, plan C. Let's get to the point where everyone dismisses this and moves on. And if that doesn't work, let's go with the next plan here where we, where we change the headline completely and bring something else up big. But it, it, it seems as though they're, they're cleaning stuff up here, right? A hundred percent. And just for the record, KJP is as worthless as an empty roll of toilet paper at a diarrhea festival. Do they have diarrhea festivals? In India, they do. Oh, boy. There, there's a festival for everything. <laughs> there's, if you ever go there, you'll find out there's a festival for everything in India. It's, it's a fantastic place. What does that even look like? <laughs> like, what, what does one do at a diarrhea festival? Well, I mean, it's... Is, I mean, it's self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. But is it done? I, can, I, I don't even want to know. <laughs> Folks, don't Google that. <laughs> but getting back to Hunter Biden and KJP, the one thing that I, when I listened to KJP, she said, I want to repeat, the Biden family was not home over the weekend. Okay, yeah. that's totally fine. They weren't home. That doesn't mean that's, what, that's when it was found. It's, it doesn't mean that's when it was left. Exactly. And second of all, I have to imagine there are a lot of security cameras inside the White House. I'm pretty sure that every single space other than the president and the first lady's bedroom is observed by Secret Service. I would and probably some of the other maybe some of the other like living room facilities inside the residential area of the White House aren't surveilled as heavily as they are like in the West Wing, as she was referring to. But when this story first broke, and they said that the baggie of cocaine was found in the library, usually when stories like this break, the initial reports that come out are sometimes the most accurate. And a lot of times they are the most accurate. Like when COVID first happened, Fauci was like, there's no chance of it being airborne with droplets and the masks don't work. And then it was a total pivot until it fit the narrative that he wanted it to fit. Right. So when I first heard that it was in the library, I was thinking, okay, when was the last time we saw Hunter? We saw him at, at the state dinner with President Modi with his girlfriend. So what happens after that? You have a little bit of champagne, you're feeling frisky. Hey babe, check out the library. Have Let's... you yeah, have you ever been to the White House library? Exactly. No, Hunter. Yeah. yeah. 
I, yeah, so I he goes okay. in there. He 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 probably does something really sacrilegious, like take a first edition, you know, Benjamin uh, Benjamin Franklin book or Thomas Jefferson book. Chop up some rails on it. Do it with his girlfriend. They have a quick little smash. They go back to the party for some dessert. Falls out of his his jacket pocket as they head back, and boom, it's there. Yeah. The, secondly, we've got the cameras. Secondly, or thirdly. Whenever people go in there, you've got to empty your pockets and go through some kind of metal detector or x-ray machine. So it's going to be found unless you're somebody who doesn't need to go through any kind of extra security precautions. And that would mean to me that would be the first family. So this whole story of, oh, it must have been somebody, you know, in the press corps, you know, whoever, it's going to turn it. They're never going to find out who the person that brought the cocaine was. Secret Service, I I still have faith in the Secret Service that there are a lot of good people that still work there, even the higher ups in there. If the FBI was in charge of this investigation, we'll never find out anything. And I'm afraid that's what's going to happen with this. Well, there was a report that came out earlier today, and it was, we are unlikely to find out the culprit of this. Basically, like, (laughs) stop paying attention to it. We're not going to get an answer, or we're not going to give you the answer or the truth anyway, so just move on. Nothing to see here. Yeah, I I, I don't think we will either. I think that, I mean, look, if, if I'm in their shoes, I do the same thing. I move on from this as fast as we can, pin it on some no-name person, not even pin it on a person, just say we can't. It's it's someone that we don't know. It was a transient person, even though it doesn't make sense. The story doesn't make sense. By the way, you should have been wearing a monocle as you described that um, that scenario there. But that's, that's I think, what we're going to see. We've got to get to uh, our question of the day here, though, which I feel like one of the people here, actually both of them probably do cocaine. Uh, but it but it has nothing to do with the Hunter Biden story. The question is this. Would you rather have a job interview on a couch with Harvey Weinstein or work on a film set with Alec Baldwin? Would okay. You, would you rather have a job interview on a couch with Harvey Weinstein or work on a film set with Alec Baldwin? You're getting raped or shot. Basically, those are your choices. So send your responses in. We'll tell you our answers, too. We'll also get into this whole concept of is the land of opportunity a.k.a. America, is that concept debt? There's some people who think that it is. We'll tell you why, and we'll discuss it on the other side. Stick around. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. Yes, call now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now. 
833-287-2465. Act swiftly, something here always something here uh let's get to the question of the day responses let's get to what the question was too here's a reminder it was this would you rather have a job interview on a couch with harvey weinstein bad things happen there or work on a film set with alec baldwin how does how does kim jong-il say it in team america Alec Baldwin. Baldwin? That's it. Anyways, let us know your responses. As you're sending in your responses, please hit that like button, folks. It helps us a lot. Push through the algorithms. It's the plus sign on Rumble. If you're on the Rumble app, it's the boxing glove. If you are not subscribed on Rumble, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching, please make sure you're following that page subscribed so you can get notifications when, in fact, Big Tech decides to send them to our audience, which, if we're being honest, is almost never. But please do subscribe nonetheless and make sure you don't miss any of the shows. Okay, let's get to uh, some responses here. G. Casey says, either way, you're fucked. Uh, fair, <laughs> point. fair point. And in one case, literally. Um, love that response. Couch with the Jusen. Uh, I'm saying Jusen because that's how it was spelled. I think that we maybe it's meaning something else, but I'm not going to say the other. Couch with the Jusen Harvey Weinstein. Um Although maybe I'm going darker in my thought there because yeah. they're saying, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. all right, that's, um, I apologize. Um, couch with Weinstein, he's probably shooting blanks. Couch can dodge swords easier than bullets. I like that response. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's Great a good one. Response. Yeah. I, you know what? I expect, expect nothing less out yeah. of Ginger. Uh, doing lines of glouch, is it glouch? With Harvey Weinstein on his Jews and belly. Um, is a follow up to Turbo's earlier answer. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> we're really getting into this here. Um, I guess Harvey, I would not have brushed my teeth or taken a bath in a month. Okay, sixty nine with Harvey on a couch. Turbo continuing on, uh, just on <laughs> Turbo, just on a stretch yeah. here. Yeah, leaning into it. Uh, I'm beginning to question the sanity of our host guys. So yeah, far. I think they, they, yeah. they it's because they just saw, saw the video, the, the video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that ninety second delay. <laughs> that's that's probably what that is. Uh, let's get as you guys keep sending your responses in. Let's get yours, Tom. Would you rather be in a job interview on a couch with Harvey or on a film set with Alec Baldwin? Wow, Harvey Weinstein, if I'm on a couch with him, I, I could just imagine, like, two to fish breath coming at me oh. and just be like, oh, God, no. And plus, he's got that weird that weird issue with his genitals. Remember that, where his testicles got really big, and now they, they had to operate on them, and they're inserted into his thighs now? So I'm sure it smells really bad down there. Nope, I, nope, nope. 
Nope, don't remember that don't, story at all. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, he had some infection in his nutsack. So he has thigh testicles? Yes, they, they had to insert his testicles into his thighs because they had to cut away his raisin sack. My favorite part... <laughs> My favorite part was me watching Drew get n- nervous while Tom was telling you, like. <laughs> so uh, uh, the the short answer, uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Okay, I'd have to say Alec Baldwin too because I mean, unless you're saying it has to, you know, the the story pans out the exact same way, <laughs> I think I'd rather get shot. But I'm gonna check the gun before Alec gets it. And you don't get to check the gun. I'm checking the gun. You don't get to. <laughs> so the story pans out the same way. Well, likely. I mean, it's Alec Baldwin. I'd rather get shot. Okay. I yeah. think so, too. I'd rather get shot because you don't want to live with yourself after being manhandled by Harvey Weinstein. So I think it's better. <laughs> Tom's looking something up, <laughs> which scares the living piss out of yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Weinstein had Fournier's gangrene in his sack. Mm. In uh, 20, 2022, well, it was, he had surgery for it in uh, 1999, but then it got worse in 2022 where he had to get his um, scrotum removed. Wow. He's had a rough go with the back half of his life. He's earned all of it. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but he has had a rough, a rough go with health and prison and all that stuff. He's got thigh testicles for Pete's sakes. Didn't even know that existed. Okay, the American dream is alive and well for most, but the younger generation and less educated don't really share that optimism, at least according to a new poll conducted by Nork, the University of Chicago. In a survey of 2,187 U.S. residents, regardless of age, race, ethnicity, income, or education, uh, had a whopping 75% of respondents who said that they achieved or were on their way to obtaining the American dream, namely There's sunflower. economic opportunity. We got Sunflower yeah. in the studio who's, who's digging. Um, <laughs> there's, there's nothing under there, Sunflower. Um, but who, so 75% say that they're on the way to obtaining the American dream, namely economic opportunity and freedom of choice. But on a bleaker side of things, that's that's the vast majority, right? And everyone's like, okay, yeah, like we see this thing happening. But the number of Americans who say success is out of their reach and no longer view the U.S. as the land of opportunity rose from 18% last year to 24% in 2023. Nearly twice as many people with only a high school diploma, 31% say the American dream is out of reach compared to 16% of those with a college degree. So all that to say... You've got people who who don't think that the the young you've got people in the younger generation that is who don't think this has has be has that is something that's achievable. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words here. But <clears throat> the adults and, and a lot of the other people do do believe that to be the case. But the numbers are rising, which says to me that the left is accomplishing their goal. They're they're working overtime. They're doing everything they can to demoralized to mean most of the public out there they want and, and they're doing so to divide us but also to eliminate the, the the middle class so this this plan seems to be working right because you've got not just this i don't want to go down this other path for a second but you've got people in college at that at that college age right now in in polls that are saying they prefer socialism over capitalism how we got to the point where that's winning i don't know but then you've got this too where you've got people who are so beaten down 
and demoralized like yeah i can't i i can't accomplish anything at least not without the help of uncle sam which is the other piece of the of the puzzle here that they want to push right yeah before there was this big push it was at least when i was in school every teacher that i had was like you know what the job market in the next 20 years you're gonna have to have a college degree just to get a job as a trash man and they were saying that you need a, at least my experience that all the teachers are saying you would have to have a college degree because the job market is going to be so competitive that even job blue collar jobs like trash pickup uh landscaping we're all gonna they're all gonna require a college degree for and so there was this big push toward college and what that did in a lot of instances was demoralize a lot of people who when they were in high school they knew that college wasn't right for them because they were just bad in school right. and they were really good workers and they had an aptitude for fixing cars or fixing any kind of of uh motorized unit that there was and their thought was to be you know get into hvac or something like that or some sort of trade but what the democrats did and limousine liberals did is they made blue collar jobs look like peasant jobs right. when they're not because a lot of people who go into those businesses it start out in a trade have the ability to own their own business and hire other people and then all of a sudden they're not the ones going out working on the vehicles working on the ac units so they demoralized that segment of the population into thinking that those jobs were beneath them so every time that we hear oh there's just certain jobs that americans won't do because it's beneath them the reason why it's beneath them is because liberals took all the dignity out of a hard day's work for people who don't really have the time the money the skills or the aptitude or the drive to want to go to college they they know what they want to do from the very beginning i myself i went i went to college two and a half years before i realized what am i doing here i felt very fortunate at the age of eight that i knew i wanted to get into the entertainment business and so that's what i did and i drove myself in that direction there were a lot of hiccups along the way i'm sure my life would have been a bit easier if i would have went to college and then on to to work in television and everything but you know what once i got to a certain point i was on an equal playing field with friends of mine who went to nyu went to usc film school we're all in the same place yeah so it's just it, it doesn't matter how you get somewhere as long as you know the direction you want to go in and go in that direction but when you have liberals saying you can't do something and saying oh that job is beneath you and just you know talking trash about it it's had a such a detrimental effect on our country that i don't know if we'll ever be able to rebound from it yeah no i think you're right it's not just that jobs beneath you it's 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 the why would you do that you know kind of a, a mantra that that really yeah. does it beats the whole thing down and demoralizes people and it takes their dreams that are valid dreams by the way all those working class jobs are super critical we we all need them whether it's landscaping as you described whether it's hvac plumbing yeah pl you name it oh. have you been in florida in summer our, we've already had our ac go down once this summer and it's a new system because it's hot as shit here so you need those things you need garbage people you need truck drive you need all these people that's that's how it works but they they're such elitist snobs that they can never understand that everything they get and have all the luxuries they have actually come on the backs of, of other people 
Uh, but it, it, it shows, this poll shows how the Democrats are, are, are pushing this. They're pushing this America sucks mantra. You guys all suck mantra. They're pushing this, and it's, it's unfortunately sticking. It's grabbing on to a, a bigger and bigger pop, uh, portion of the population each year. And unfortunately for us, for us as a country, that means you on the left as well, it's impossible to have a functioning society. It's impossible to have a, a good country where half of the population hates the other half. And that's sadly where we are now. Everyone, the battle lines are drawn. Everyone knows where they stand on things and doesn't want to be, a, doesn't matter if it was the vax or if it was this, everyone has their lines drawn. And unfortunately, that's just kind of where we are. And that's, they're not going to stop pushing because as this poll indicates, and it's not just because of this poll, but countless polls, and countless conversations and engagements or, or discussions that you've had with people that you know prove that, that that number does continue to go up. People see the American dream is gone, the, op, the land of, of opportunity gone. They see the ability to converse with people who have different political or spiritual views gone, all those things gone. And it's, it's a terrible thing, and it sucks for this country, and it's frustrating as hell because it shouldn't be that way. It doesn't have to be that way, but we're going to need a lot more people to pay attention and be reasonable human beings if we're going to work our way out of this. And sadly, according to the polls as well, we don't have that many of those left. Uh, speaking of, speaking of crazy people, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about another tragic shooting that happened in Philadelphia on Monday. But... It, what no one's talking about, they're, they're not labeling it this way, is that this was another tranny shooting. <laughs> yeah. This was an angry transgendered person, and they're just saying it's a, a man who liked to play dress up. That, that's literally <laughs> what they're saying now. We'll talk about it on the other side. Stick around. It's a crazy world out there, and we're facing more uncertainty than our country has faced in a long time, if ever. And the most important advice that we can give you and your loved ones is be prepared. Most people don't realize they need something until it's too late. Whether it's a natural disaster, a sustained power outage, political upheaval, or God forbid, war. You need to be prepared. Don't put yourself in that situation. Have food and water on hand to provide for you and your loved ones during the worst of times. And then pray you never need it. Thankfully, we have just the solution for you. Heaven's Harvest has everything you need to prepare for the unexpected. You get prepared and you support a pro-America Christian company that shares your values at the same time. Everyone wins. And the best news is you also get discounts on emergency survival foods, heirloom vegetables, seed kits, water filtration and storage kits, and loads of other survival resources, such as guides on how to grow and preserve your foods. So get ahead, be prepared, and survive with a company that shares your values. And we have you covered with great discounts. Go to HeavensHarvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10%. Again, that's HeavensHarvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10% on your order. Get more of Drew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show Challenge coin, an exclusive Friday morning show for Coin Club members only, automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes, and other in-studio bonuses. Plus, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network. 
and no ads on written content on redvoicemedia.com. So join the club and carry your coin with pride. Go to dbcoinclub.com. Military and first responders get 30% off their memberships. Again, that's dbcoinclub.com. Current Drew Crew members need not apply. Military and first responder discounts are available on monthly or annual memberships. All members, regardless of subscription type, are automatically entered into sweepstakes. However, challenge coins are only issued to annual members. Learn more at dbcoinclub.com. So we had another shooting spree in a failed blue city. This time it was in Philadelphia, and the shooter was another Transtifa terrorist. The suspect wanted in connection with the shooting in southwest Philly on Monday has been identified as 40-year-old Kim Brady Watson Carricker, a Transtifa terrorist. You can see it right there. According to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Carricker was arrested on Monday after allegedly shooting and killing five people injuring two children, and that's not allegedly anymore, it's, it's true, uh, it happened, in the King Sessing neighborhood of Philly. Police said they apprehended a male suspect who was wearing a ballistic vest. Police Commissioner Outlaw said, law, which is kind of an interesting commissioner, police, uh, police commissioner in there, <laughs> but com Police Commissioner Outlaw said law enforcement responded to gunfire in the area of South 56th Street and Chester Avenue shortly before 8.30 p.m., around 10 minutes later, police followed and cornered the suspect in an alleyway. So, because, and, and again, it's tragic that this happened. It's awful any time an event like this happened, such as every five minutes in Chicago, but because this shooter, the, the dude you can see on the screen, was a Transtifa assassin, the narrative has changed. The discussion, the talking points around this story have changed. Because as I mentioned earlier, you'll notice now, you'll notice how the press is describing him, quote, the suspect is a man who prefers to wear women's clothing. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of those storyboard sessions. All right, he's a, he's a transgender lunatic, obviously a very violent person. What do we call him? Let's just call him a dude who likes to play dress up. Yeah. Play make-believe. Because black males aren't afforded the ability to be trans. Only white males are afforded that ability in the commission of a crime. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what the elite media is saying to me is the fact that, okay, we're supposed to believe that all these people who are trans in the trans community, you have to accept what they identify as. This guy clearly identifies as a female, but the fact that he's black, does that somehow make a difference in the way that they're treating him? I think it does, because if it was a white male, as we've seen in the past, remember the Colorado shooter? It's they, them. Right. And they're not affording this guy the same sort of treatment that they've afforded the rest of the suspects? Something's not right with their elitist, bigoted view of life. <laughs> Yeah, that's the understatement of the year. I mean, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's absolutely right. But it's 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 leaving out the transgender conversation, which is an important piece of it because they are a very loud, albeit very small, portion of the population, seven or less than a fraction uh, of that. 
uh, 7% for LGBTQ plus writ large, but but less than a, a percent for, for these guys. But that's being left out. And you've seen a lot of violence from these people as of late. And so you're, you're missing that, a conversation that should be had. And then, of course, pivoting towards gun control, which they always do in the wake of tragedy in these places. In a city like Philadelphia, where, of course, gun laws are extremely strict. You see, you always see it in Chicago and Philly and these places where, where only, only these types of individuals perpetrate these crimes and no one is given a chance to defend themselves. But it's always the gun's fault. It's never the tranny terrorists. It's, no. it's never, it doesn't have to be a tranny. There's just been lots of trannies lately doing it. But it's never their fault. It's never, it's never the kid's fault in, in this school shooting or that school shooting. It's always the gun's fault, which, of course, cannot kill a person on its own. But if we can't link it to white supremacy, we have to default to ban all guns. All guns are bad. Disarm the population. Only the federal government will have guns, and we will decide who is a terrorist and who isn't a terrorist. Right. Sounds like a very secure place to live. Right? Yeah. Great place. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's where it is. And I mean, these guys, the left hates reality so much. They hate this country. They hate you. And I know that sounds like this massive bombastic statement. I know you, if you listen to the show all the time, you hear me say it all the time because it's true. But if you don't, like, the statement is true. Look at their actions. Don't listen, don't listen to their words, yes, but, but, don't listen to their rhetoric. Don't listen to what they say during the midterms or election season. Look at their actions and then try and line them up with their words. And what you'll see is that they do not align. What you'll see if you look at it time and time again is the hatred that they have for the everyday American out there. It's, it's both a misunderstanding of the everyday American. They have no idea what you go through. No idea how hard it is to put food on the table. No idea... The, the way that these laws and policies that they put into play totally disrupt your life and get in, in, in the way of your life. No idea uh, how, how far, they, they want overreaching power, but they don't understand how, how far they've already gone. But, but they've, you've got all of that, but I mean, they, they just loathe people and they loathe along with people, the facts. I mean, they hate facts as much as they hate the Bible. The, the, they're just they're just vile vile people all right we're, we're we were behind yeah. we have caught up yes we've got to take a break to stay on track guys help us stay on track together let's do it together when we come back we're going to talk about victor bat remember the merchant of death that we we traded away <laughs> yes. for a WNBA player literally four people watch the WNBA and their family members okay and we had a WNBA player in Brittany Griner who refused to stand for the national anthem, may or may not have been a boy before. We don't know for certain. And we still don't know if she was in a male prison or a female prison in Russia. <laughs> we don't. I, I'm so desperate to know that fact. Anyways, we ended up deciding, you know what? She's worthless, but we'll trade the merchant of death for her because that seems like it makes sense. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Victor Bout more specifically, the merchant of death who's running for office on the other side of this break.
looking for a great gift for lovers of freedom? We have you covered with this 2024 edition Trump for President coin. Show your support with this limited edition coin, normally $29.99. But for a limited time, you can get yours for just $19.99 plus free shipping. This is a great collector's coin for fans of President Trump and those that want to show their support for our great president. Each coin is made in the USA, is an authentic U.S. JFK half dollar, and showcased in an acrylic coin capsule. Collectibles like this only increase in value, often to hundreds of dollars per coin. So get yours now for $19.99 plus free shipping at TrumpCoinSavings.com. Again, that's TrumpCoinSavings.com to secure this limited offer. all experienced low levels of electrolytes, whether from a late night of drinking, completing a half marathon, or maybe even just experiencing a bout of explosive diarrhea from a food truck. You know what it's like to need to replenish those also important minerals in your body. But why just settle for that when you can enjoy our new proprietary sports drink and colon sweet blend, Colon Sport. Colon Sport is the new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. With a quick surge of sugar and electrolyte replacement, you'll feel on top of the world. And then, like a brisk wind tickling your grandmother's chimes, you need to drop those minerals and a whole lot else. So stop drinking other successful mineral replacement drinks and jump on board the Colon Sport Express. We're not only sure you'll love the taste, but we promise you'll be coming back for more. Colon Sport only hydrates and replenishes electrolytes for a temporary period before blowing out your bowels and requiring most individuals to start the process over and over and over. Individual results may vary. Some individuals may experience significant weight loss. So after the much ballyhooed prisoner swap with American hating Brittany Griner and the merchant of death, Griner has gone back to her sport that nobody watches or cares about, and Victor Bout is getting into politics. I want to read part of an article from the New York Post and show you how the media tries to make a square peg fit into a round hole. Victor Bout launched, launch, launched. Victor Bout launched a campaign for a seat in the Legislative Assembly in the Ulyanovsk region of central Russia. Don't know if I said that right, but I tried. Russia. Ulyanovsk. I don't know, whatever. As a member of the far-right Liberal Democratic Party, that according to Russian state-owned media, which, let's, should we just break down that for a second? Again, the article said, a member of the far-right <laughs> Liberal <laughs> Democratic Party how is being a member of the Liberal Democrat Party far right? Tom, can, can, we, can you give me some? This is a classic example of trying to pin all the ills of the world on the right. That's why, it, it, okay, you look at it like this. You've got on the extreme right, you've got fascism. And on the extreme left, you have communism. Right. And you're looking at Russia. So what would the extreme left be? 
communism. <laughs> it, it, it just blows my mind. But the way the leftists in our country have it, the extre- everything has to be extreme right because that resonates with people. Because what the media has done and what Democrats have done is er- anything that is on the right is extreme, radical, horrible, and fascist and needs to be curtailed in its tyranny and authoritarianism. And everything on the left is rainbows and unicorns, and we're all nice, and we all live together, and everything's fine, and and democracy. We all love our democracy, which is the exact opposite, as we know, what the left is pushing for. They're pushing for—Victor Bout, if he were running, he would be a little bit more conservative than Gavin Newsom. Just think of it like that, as far as being on the left goes. But— but again, as you said, because he's he's right of that, they can call him far. Or excuse me, because he's right of of kind of the baseline over there, far right, far right. We're, we're considered far right here. Yeah, we're not far right here. I don't I don't know who gets to label that, but everything is far right because it's an it's a bad connotation. I've been pretty much here my entire life, and a little bit more to the right. And the left has been sort of here, but the left has drifted this way, and I've yeah. still stayed here. And it's like, you're a far-right lunatic. I get that with my family, and I'm like, I've been right here, bro. I've been right here the entire time. <laughs> Haven't changed. Yeah. We pick on people on both sides. Really just don't like people in general. I say that for myself, not for you guys. But, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the Elon Musk graph, remember when he put that graphic out kind of towards yeah, the beginning? It was a, that was the perfect example. Yeah. Like, you guys have moved on. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some crazy-ass lunatics on the right who have gone way over over here, too, off, off the screen to my right. Like, they absolutely have. But that's the problem is, is those people are like, oh, my gosh, you're not a conservative anymore. It's like, yeah, no, I still am where all the people on the left are moving way away from us, and now we do seem far right. So, yeah, but you, that, that's kinda, it's kind of funny how that works on a graph. Like, you have moved, so I do seem further from you, but you're the one who moved. It's, anyways, it's ridiculous. But I, bring, I, we, 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 I stopped that story. <laughs> we go off on that tangent just to, just to break that down, them saying far-right liberal Democratic Party. <laughs> you can't be far-right. It's, it's far-left. It's just... A little bit right of the far left while still being far left. Anyways, the article continues. The Liberal Democrat Party is considered to be the right of to the right of Russian President Vladimir Putin's United Russia Party and espouses a hardline ultra-nationalist ideology. So there's the far right tie. They're saying ultra-nationalistic. Again, that's not far right. China is ultra-nationalistic. And they're far left. And they're far left. <laughs> Where communism lives. Right. China, Russia, communist, left. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, this is such wordplay by them, which, again— But they're hanging on ultra-nationalists. So if you, if you like your country and you consider yourself to be a nationalist and you believe that whatever the government does, they should put the—, the the health and welfare of their own people first. Somehow that is forbidden in leftist ideology now because leftist ideology is bought into multiculturalism, which eliminates nationalism and gives you more of a caste system is what they want. Yeah. 
which, by the way, is what they want here, too, at least the, the far left does. The people who call us far right want that caste system 100 percent. But getting to Victor Bout, you have Bout, who joined the Liberal Democratic Party, the one we just described that is being described by the left as far right, shortly after his release from U.S. prison. In a Telegram video posted a week after his release, you had Leonid Slutsky, which is, by the way, Slutsky. an amazing name. <laughs> Where's Slutsky? Where's Slutsky McGee? Slutsky. Slutsky. <laughs> Slutsky's the leader of the Liberal Democratic Party, who welcomed Bout into the ranks of the organization, saying he's a courageous man who's become a symbol of a struggle for principles for spiritual and moral foundation of today's Russia. Now, let me just pause here quick, <laughs> if, we, if we can. I know we're going on a lot of kind of rabbit holes here, or down a lot of rabbit holes, but he's describing Victor Bout, right? As a courageous man, a symbol of struggle for principles, for spiritual and moral foundations. This is this is the merchant of death. <laughs> Can we, I mean, I, seeing him as the symbol of a struggle or something like that and like putting him up on this pedestal at like an evil person's convention. I don't know if they have evil con. I found out about diarrhea con today. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I presume that they would have such a thing. But like there it makes sense. But then when you when you keep talking and you say for spiritual and moral foundations, I, it just seems like maybe a stretch for, for Victor Bout. Yeah, I can't see a, uh, a an arms dealer having a, a moral compass that has like a true north to it. <laughs> I see it, it, the way that I, well, the, the movie Lord of War was loosely based on Victor Bout himself. Right. So I have images of Victor Bout in some African country who's supplying rebels or the government with arms, or both of them with arms arms, having sex with all kinds of African prostitutes, and snorting a mix of cocaine and gunpowder to think that he's invincible. I don't see that as a, a Gandhi-type figure as he's depicted by Mr. Slutsky. <laughs> no. And maybe that's the point. I mean, you have Slutsky saying this. I mean, Slutsky clearly just—you can't have a radar, a moral compass or radar, if that's your name. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, I mean, you get to this story, and the desperation— by the propagandist media to link Republicans with ultranationalism is literally like watching Hunter lick an empty cocaine baggie trying to get a nummy. I mean, like it's it's just it's it's ludicrous. Why why would Victor join the rival political party of Putin? I mean, there, there's some reasons. I mean, that's kind of a, a a question for discussion. I mean, you there's there's the appearance of Putin losing popularity, which a lot of people are trying to push in this crazy-ass propaganda war that's happening out there right now. You, you, there's, there's, there's a number of reasons they could be saying that. First and foremost, you, again, have the left projecting who they are onto us, onto people who they consider to be the right. And, and in this case of Victor and this, so, this Democrat party that Slutsky runs—that's <laughs> just such a good name—that he runs, you know, it, they're just trying to slam them with all these made-up titles and descriptions that, in fact, describe themselves. But but why why do you think this is happening? I mean, what's 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 the take on this? What's the spin on Victor Bout going against Putin? My take is this is a double cross. It's all about appearances because when Brittany Griner was taken, the, and there was the initial talks about a prisoner swap. Putin wanted Victor Bout back for I think because of the Ukrainian war that was going to happen. Because I think. Well, who knows? But there's a lot of weapons floating around Ukraine right now that I'm pretty sure Victor Bout 
has been able to get his hands on or some of his henchmen have been able to get their hands on and perhaps maybe give them to people in France or other parts of Europe that are going to go through an upheaval in the coming months. But I think my take on it is the fact that they want they want it. When I say they, the Russians want want to make it seem like there's some kind of upheaval going on that Putin's losing his per, his popularity and it's being driven down and this Victor Bout all of a sudden is this knight in shining armor which he isn't right again he, merchant of death he's to the left of Putin which Putin's already a communist so even more left than Putin is is Mao is Stalin-esque or Lenin-esque where right. they're ready to murder millions of people that's what I think of being to the left of Putin so if Putin is going to be replaced and he becomes popular, everyone talks about you got to be careful what you wish for in, re- in regime change because somebody could step in who's worse than Putin. I would say Victor Bout is worse than Putin. I mean, on all accounts of what we, we know, yes. I mean, it would make sense. Putin Putin's a rough, tough dude, right? Former KGB guy. He, he, he goes hard to the hoop. He knows exactly what he wants. He knows what he wants Russia to be and not be. He sticks to his guns, but you're right. When you when you see this, and and we've seen it all over the world. I've I've experienced it firsthand in many cases. When you do have reg- either one of two things, you have regime change, as Tom just said. You don't know who's going to come in and if they're going to be better or worse. Often in these countries, they're worse. Now, keep in mind, sometimes we, when there's regime change, we're behind the regime change, and we know who's coming in. But that does not also always mean that they're going to be better or better for the people there, because there's always multiple levels of the game that's being played and why we want said person in that position. But there's also situations where someone's forced out and there's this power vacuum, which which is also awful because you don't know what you're going to get. And and by by most reports out there, people think that whoever's going to succeed Putin, at least the names that have been tossed around, are far more hardliners than than Putin. I mean, he he, he He's, he's going to be someone they wish to have back unless they can have a total. Now, are there are there <clears throat> Russians who I'm sure just want to have great national pride and and get along with people and do things differently than it's always been done in Russia? Sure. But are they going to win? I don't think so. I, I think what you're going to get is something far worse. And, right. and again, that's not me saying that I'm on Team Putin. I'm not. I'm on Team America 100 percent of the time. But <clears throat> you've also got to understand your enemies and understand the key players at the table and and, and th- this this would be a, a disaster if you if you think that he is this this icon that makes sense i mean who who's ever gone by the way and been like okay we've got this leader who's been here most would argue a long time too long who's just been playing the system has ultimate control ultimate power let's hand it off to someone who's known as the merchant of death i just i mean it's for a big i mean that russia's not a small country this was some small ass country that no one really cared about, that had all sorts of warlords and shit like that going on. Okay. But, I mean, this is Russia. I, I, whatever. This is Russia. You don't get the nickname Merchant of Death by by being nice. No, you don't. You don't. No. Yeah. And kudos to you, Vic. I mean, like, great job. I mean, you've, you've earned that's – a, that's a hard hardcore badass name. But getting back to what you're saying about regime change, remember during the uh, Arab Spring, the people in Egypt and Tahrir yep. Square, they're riding camels through there and horses, and they have these big swords and everything, and they're like, we need to get rid of Mubarak. Mubarak's got to go. We've had him for too long. He's a horrible dictator. And then all of a sudden, we 
the United States ushers in Obama's friend Morrissey from the Muslim Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yeah. He gets in there, and the people of Egypt are like, the fuck is this? Yeah. We didn't sign up for this. You, you said know? you wanted hotting out. <laughs> yeah. You didn't You didn't say you weren't okay with anything else. Yeah. And so now this dude, you know, has been pushed out, Morrissey, and is now, is, as far as I know, he's still on death row awaiting his execution in Egypt. But it goes back to, yeah, it, it, people in a country always think, oh, this is really bad, especially like in a Middle Eastern country, and you're talking about the power vacuum, and then it comes in. This dude is saying, all right, chicks, you know, you've been in school, and you've been doing all this and everything. Cover up, bitches. And they're all like, what? Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, we got to go to break in a second here, but let, think about this, too. You've got the, the Obama administration where that happened. You take out Hosni Mubarak. He's gone, and you think— if you're an Egyptian or if you're just a casual observer, you know, across the globe, most people aren't paying that much attention to Egyptian politics, but you're paying attention. You say, OK, this could be interesting. And then you're shocked because, as you said, <laughs> the Muslim Brotherhood takes power. Not good for for everyday <laughs> Egyptians. there. an awful decision. Someone that's that's just an awful organization. It's like they're in power. Like, yep, things are good. This is this is all working. Uh, that's under Obama and Biden. You fast forward to Afghanistan, and we won't talk about the way that that ended again, because, as you know, it pisses me off. But now we've got, under Biden, we've got the U.S. sharing intelligence with the Taliban, letting them take over. The country didn't need to fall that way. Again, there's people who will say, oh, it's it just, it just kind of, that's how it's going to go, right? It was never, no, you could have done it way, way better. The Taliban had been gaining ground. Anyways, we're not going to get into all that, but... You, you've got the Taliban now who have changed the name of the country, are in power, not letting women and children go to school, killing people we worked with, all of those things. And, and there's just this trend. It's like you, you couldn't find any any other solution other than to be like, hey, is there a terrorist group out there who wants this? You, there you go. You guys can have it. You're in. Yeah, you're in. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, there seems to be there. There, instead of occupying and staying and nation building, there seems to be some kind of middle ground between that and peace out, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be something else other than that. Yes, there, and there, and of course, you're saying that that way, but like, yes, there is. I mean, golly, but it just shows how out of touch they are. Some people doing it on purpose. Some people doing it out of ignorance. Doesn't matter. The, the end result is the same. It's disastrous for the people of those countries. It's disastrous for us because those people are running our countries, too. All crazy stuff. We've had some crazy stuff with social media and big, uh, big tech partnering with government agencies. There's a judge who stepped in who has blocked intel from coordinating with social media. We'll tell you about that. Zelensky says Putin's going to nuke him and a whole lot more. We still have the post-show press conference coming up. That's all on the other side of this break. Stick around. Biden and his cronies have lost over $3 trillion of America's retirement savings in 2022 alone. With inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing, do you have a plan to protect your wealth? Our friends at American Alternative Assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your IRA or 401k into a gold IRA. Fact is, you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax-deferred status. Visit protectfrombiden.com. 
www.wealthpromotionsoftoday.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Have you been threatened with levies or have unfiled returns? The IRS is hiring 87,000 agents to boost IRS collections and they have the power to seize assets, freeze bank accounts, and they can even take your home. Tax Network USA can help you today before it's too late. Our CPAs and certified tax experts have proven strategies that work for taxpayers time and time again. These same strategies have saved over $500 million in back taxes, permanently resolving tax debts for good. Stop collections and get relief today before it's too late. It's a crazy world out there, and we're facing more uncertainty than our country has faced in a long time, if ever. And the most important advice that we can give you and your loved ones is be prepared. Most people don't realize they need something until it's too late. Whether it's a natural disaster, a sustained power outage, political upheaval, or God forbid, war. You need to be prepared. Don't put yourself in that situation. Have food and water on hand to provide for you and your loved ones during the worst of times. And then pray you never need it. Thankfully, we have just the solution for you. Heaven's Harvest has everything you need to prepare for the unexpected. You get prepared and you support a pro-America Christian company that shares your values at the same time. Everyone wins. And the best news is you also get discounts on emergency survival foods, heirloom vegetables, seed kits, water filtration and storage kits, and loads of other survival resources, such as guides on how to grow and preserve your foods. So get ahead, be prepared, and survive with a company that shares your values. And we have you covered with great discounts. Go to HeavensHarvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10%. Again, that's HeavensHarvest.com and use promo code RVM to save 10% on your order. forget to sign up for coin club if you have not already i know a lot of you have but we want more we want more to come party with us on friday coin club members get an extra show friday mornings at 11 a.m exclusively on red voice media all you gotta do is go to dbcoinclub.com to sign up 
That's also where you go to watch on Friday morning or anytime we do premiere uh, premium content over there. So you'll get entered into contests that we have running. Someone just won hundreds of dollars last week. You'll have access to booze and banter when it returns and annual members as well as previous grandfather Drew Crew uh, members will get a challenge coin uh, sent to them. So military first responders, you get 30% off annual memberships because we love you. We love what you do. Again, it's sign up at dbcoinclub.com and it's also watch at dbcoinclub.com. The contest this month is every time someone says, you know, after a sentence or in between sentences here on the crew, the first week a dollar goes in per infraction, the second week $5 per infraction, the third week $10 per infraction, and then $15 for the final week in July. We'll do a drawing at the end of the month. But let's transition to what's going on with this, this court ruling and, and social media and the government, because the First Amendment received what I, I think we should all consider to be a big win yesterday, and the judge released his ruling on July 4th. You're saying yesterday, that was July 4th. Yes, it was released yesterday, July 4th, I think, to make a statement, a big one to the commies who are currently running this country. It was a federal judge in Louisiana who ruled Tuesday that the Biden administration likely violated the First Amendment by censoring unfavorable views on social media over the course of the coronavirus pandemic, calling the efforts Orwellian. They were Orwellian. Anyways, it continues. U.S. District Court Judge Terry Dowdy also issued a sweeping preliminary injunction barring numerous federal officials and agencies, including Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. Uh, uh, is it Becerra? Becerra. Becerra. I always forget. He's an un unconsequential person, inconsequential person. But you had that. You had Crean Jean Pierre uh, and all employees of the Justice Department. <laughs> all. All. <laughs> all employees. So KJP's listed. And then just go ahead and take all of Merrick Garland's DOJ and FBI from having any contact with social media firms for the purpose of discouraging or removing First Amendment protected speech. He wrote in his 155-page opinion, quote, during the COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty, the United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. Amen to that, brother. So that you've seen lots of response over this. Maybe you haven't, but there's been lots of response over this. The hatred from the left over this ruling is very telling. Here was a headline, for example, from the New York Times. GOP threatens spy agency surveillance tool. Their subheadline, or under the headline, it read, with hard right Republicans attacking federal law enforcement agencies and unwilling to extend their broad powers, a major warrantless surveillance program targeting foreigners overseas may face new limits from Congress. So first of all, the whole headline and sub subtitle are ludicrous. But but notice how in that last line that I just read there, it's it's them talking about how this applies to foreign actors, right? They want other shit libs to believe that this surveillance only applies to foreign actors, which is total BS. That's how it should be. That's how these agencies and these programs are chartered to operate, but that's not, in fact, how it really does, as we've seen. So <clears throat> what you're seeing here and why this happened, why this is a big deal, is, is obviously, first and foremost, it protects our First Amendment rights, whether it's the election or COVID or talking about Hunter's laptop or any of these things 
it, it says with this injunction says, hey, government, you can't you can't coordinate with these guys and and ban things that you think will hurt you. Now, will it work? Will it will it will it be executed the way that it should? How long will it last? Those are all questions that I guess we'll find out over time. But you've got these news organizations that promote government censorship that and, and are supporting them in this case, like the New York Times. I just said there, guys, that's not a news gathering organization. What New York Times just did with that article in response to this, again, they were one of many, is not reporting on a story. It's acting as an arm of the government. It's acting as a proxy for the government and the Democrat party that runs them. Keep in mind, in 2005, this is this same organization, the New York Times, won a Pulitzer for exposing this illegal Bush-Cheney domestic spying that was going on. So now you fast forward to here, and apparently a lot's changed. A lot has changed. Liberals, especially the ones that we have now, are authoritarians. They believe that whatever their thoughts are, whatever their positions are, are the right ones, and everybody has to submit to them. The reporters at these news outlets, and we say this all the time, are under the misguided notion that they are somewhere on the same level as the people at the very top of the enemy class. They are nowhere near that. They're just useful idiots You being used as foot soldiers who will be discarded like trash if and when the enemy class has a full, complete communist takeover of the United States. So what they're doing right now is going to actually end up hurting them in the end, but it's going to spare them a little bit longer. But they're not going to be spared totally. They're going to get theirs eventually if this is what it comes down to. But it just shows you how how short-sighted they are. It's yeah. they, They've become like uh, of mice and men, you know, hey, George, okay, George. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I need you to go beat up that guy because, you know, he's saying bad things about me. So, okay, that they're treating the liberals, and especially the government, are treating like federal law enforcement like George. It, George, go get that person because they said something mean. Okay, I'm going to go beat them up now. You know, it's their ideas are so bad and their ideology is so toxic that they need to be they need to have a muscle to strong arm what their ultimate goals are. Yeah, no, exactly. Have have the solution would be have better ideas, have better policies that are better for you and for the country. But and then you don't have to censor other thoughts. But that but that. But the problem is, is they don't care about the country or other people. They don't care about the thoughts of other people in the country. They just care about themselves. I love what you said before, though, because I've talked about it forever on the show. These useful pawns on the left. And I always, when I when I think of useful pawns, particularly those who are in the media, I always think of Brian Stelter just because he's such a massive loser. But he thinks he's he's a part of them. And he doesn't see the end game. He doesn't see where this goes. And the visual is you get invited to these dinner parties now, you put on your 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 bow bow tie or whatever the hell you wear, and you go and you make fun of conservatives and people who actually love this country. And you get to go to some places and facilities that you maybe would 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 not have gotten to go if you weren't a part of their club and you weren't being used by them, and certainly places that we wouldn't get to go. But eventually you're going to show up there and they're gonna literally say, We don't know you, sir. We don't know who you are. 
and you're not permitted on this property. He, uh, but yeah, but I did. Yeah, no, your your usefulness has come to its end, and that's that's the that's the scene that I picture, and I love that scene because Brian Stelter's crying, and he's just so beside himself, upset, which is a which is a glorious thing because uh, he's a horrible human being. But that's that's how it's going to work. That's a hundred percent how it's going to work, and they just don't see it. No, they don't see it. By the time that they do see it, like you're saying, Brian's going to show up there, the gates are going to close, and he's going to turn around, and there's going to be this massive biker gang that have, like, an American flag hanging off one of their motorcycles, and he's going to be, uh-oh. And yeah. they're just going to be standing there with chains and a bat, just kind of tapping it. Now, it's like, like one of them in, like, a chain mesh shirt, and that's it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And assless chaps. Assless chaps. Hey, hey, is that Brian Stilter over there? No, all chaps are assless. Yeah, technically speaking, yeah. Yeah, I just like I, I just like saying what? assless <laughs> chaps. It's, yeah. it's long been said that way, but chaps, <laughs> yeah. chaps are yeah. by by default assless. It's just most people wear pants under them. Uh, it's just like leaving the VIP section of a club too soon because you were invited in by the owner. He left, and you left. You're like, I was just in there. You know? Sorry, sir. <laughs> Sorry, sir. You are can't you? go. In. Yeah. We don't know. Um, okay, we're going to take a quick break. Who? We'll talk about Zelensky on the other side because this uh, this is an interesting story. You got Zelensky who's who's now saying, "Remember, remember the 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 dam that <laughs> the dam that was destroyed and blown up, flooded and and sadly killed lots of Ukrainians, flooded villages. I mean, it was a huge wall of water, but it it went into territories controlled by Russia, and Ukraine was like, clearly it was Russia. Like, no, well, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and we've got video of it. We've got video of it. <laughs> now, now they're saying that the Zaporizhia power plant, also controlled by Russia, is going to be blown up. That it's going to be done by Russia. Mm. That there's going to be nuclear fall. There's going to be all these things that happen. Doesn't make any sense, but we'll, we'll talk about it on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I really love the towels. They're really great. They're super absorbent. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know we're having the biggest clearance sale ever. Get our six-piece towel sets for only $29.88 with your promo code. My towel sets are made with proprietary technology and include two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get our six-piece towel sets. Originally $99.98, then on sale for $49.98. 98. Now we're closing them out for only $29.88 while supplies last. Once they're gone, they're gone, so please order now.
Are you sick of hearing how all the home security solution companies keep pushing their newfound tech, super easy installation, and superb customer service? We get it, and we get security. We also get that protecting your loved ones, your home, and prized possessions within it is super important. That's why we've taken a different approach to home security. Forget the high-speed tech that could get knocked out with a heavy storm or some obsolete system that relies on an old phone line in your house and lean on something tried and true. Cougar Home Defense. You see, our approach is much different. Criminals most often strike out of convenience and are routinely scared away by bright lights, a loud dog, and of course, the most feared noise in the burglary community, the sound of a round being chambered in a shotgun. But why settle for the tried and true basics when you can take things to the next level? That's where we come in. When you call Cougar Home Defense, we'll connect you with one of our customer success associates. We'll get you scheduled for your big cat's delivery. And we're not talking about Garfield or some overweight house pet. No, no. We're talking a big-ass man-eater cat that's highly adaptive to multiple habitats. So say goodbye to criminals and say hello to peace of mind that only your new jungle cat can bring. Individual results may vary. Cougar Home Defense cannot guarantee the safety of your family or possessions. Cougar Home Defense sends your big-ass jungle cat with 24 hours worth of food. Owners are responsible for additional food and or accessories. In most cases, your cat will sustain himself without your assistance. You'll see what we mean. All right. Who's ready for a nuclear summer? <laughs> Anyone? Any takers? I know it sounds like a bad idea, but it seems like good old Zelensky, possibly our own Intel community, have started raising the false flag on the world's largest flagpole. You have Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who warned this weekend that a serious threat remained at the Russian-occupied Zaporizhia nuclear power plant. He said Russia was technically ready and technically ready to provoke a localized explosion at the facility, citing Ukrainian intelligence as the source. I'm sure they're top-notch intelligence officers. But as I kind of alluded to before the break, you guys, blowing up a nuclear power plant doesn't make any sense whatsoever, especially since, well, a couple things. One, the war is essentially kind of over. It's still going. We're pushing it. We're keeping it going because we got to send money over there. We got to have, you know, the, the military industrial complex thriving back here. But but how it's it's functioning, how it looks and feels is very different than it was. So that's that's one key point. But the other key point is this is in Russian controlled territory. So yeah. it it like, honestly, what does Russia gain by blowing up a nuclear power plant? especially when they can control it or they they do control it like th th it makes no sense whatsoever this this is good for that region this would be a catastrophic disaster of epic proportion there's literally no reason now there's there's people out there who are going to say well russia's going to do it and blame the others as as a pretext for further invasion no i don't see it they 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 wanted the territory that they got that I, I don't see them pushing ahead with this. It just doesn't make any sense. That this this reminds us of the dam. It reminds us of Nord Stream. All these conversations, none of which, and our media has gone hard to the hoop with it, make an ounce of sense that Russia would be behind it. No. It's like in what was it 1898 
sending the Maine, the USS Maine, to Havana Harbor. You know what? We're just going to send this battleship down there that has five tons of gunpowder on it, and we're going to park it right in Havana Harbor. And if anything happens to it, then we're going to have to enter the, spa- the the war in Cuba. Yeah. And what happens? Kaboom. Yeah. It just it, it this all just seems like. He's just setting it up. And then you have Lindsey Graham parroting the same things that Zelensky is saying. Oh, Putin's about ready. Putin's about ready to come in, and he's going to launch. He's going to blow up that nuclear reactor, and America's going to have to figure out a way to, to respond in kind. And if that even means launching nukes against against Russia, then that's what America's got to do. How was that for a Lindsey Graham? That was a good Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I mean, I feel like his mouth is usually more full than that. But it's it's just absurd to, to I mean, and, and it, it adds justification to what we're saying here, that people like Lindsey Graham, who have been so pro-war, pro-Ukraine, all of this, gone over there and visited. Lord knows what he's done with Zelensky off camera. But none of these, again, it's, it's just simple stuff. Russia didn't blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. It made zero sense for them to do it. It was a half-ass attempt by us slash Western forces, NATO, whoever. You can blame it on... It was us. But, like, you can blame it on whoever outside of Russia. It, it just doesn't make sense that it was was Russia. The same with the dam. The same with this. There's literally zero net gain for Putin to do any of these things. And it only if, if you start to see the pattern here, you start to look at it, it's like, guys, this is how we operate. And I'm not going to share exactly how we operate and how things are, are, are done behind the scenes, but a casual observer should see this. You don't have to do deep dives and serious investigative work to be like, yeah, that was us. That was us. Also us. <laughs> it's never like that was clearly Putin. I'm not saying Putin doesn't do things wrong. He's done a ton of shit wrong. Have you looked at who he is? He's an awful person. But... But all of these things that continue to be big mainstream stories work their way into the U.S. and global news cycles to try and make him look awful. It's it's like, y'all, if you can't see through this, if you can't see this on your own, I don't know. I don't know that we can save you. I don't know that. I don't know that you're going to get there on a lot of things. Yeah, Putin's M.O. over the years seems to be like radioactive isotopes on water glasses at restaurants. And then somebody just like decayed like that one guy in 60 Minutes, the journalist who was rotting and turning all gray and everything when they interviewed him. That seems and, and, and Putin also uh, targeted another guy in England, which was the first time that he had had targeted somebody for assassination outside of Russia. Remember that? It was yeah. a guy and his daughter. I think his daughter survived or something like that. But anyways... It was I, the, that was poison, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was the poison. yeah. I always see... I, I've always understood Putin as being of a more of a clandestine killer yeah. than somebody who's just like a mass murderer all of, his, all of a sudden. I'm not justifying his actions or anything, but it just doesn't fit what it seems like his M.O. is of disposing of his rivals. Yeah. yeah. I could see like an ice dart in somebody's heart or like we've seen you know, as, as this war has been going on with people weirdly falling out of windows to their death. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing with the Clintons, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, they use the same book. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same, yeah. it's, it's yeah. The same playbook. Yeah. But I just don't see him 
blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, blowing, you know, breaching the dam and flooding everybody out. Even when he took over the, the first time with the little green men, they just kind of showed up and like, hey, we're here. You know, we're not doing nothing. You know, we're we're just staying. Hi. Right. You know? <laughs> no, exactly. No, he's a former KGB dude. That's the world he lives in. He he. They're going to lean on the FSB and other, you know, similar apparatuses to to do their bidding. And most of the time, it's going to be quiet. If it's if it's like this, I, if they wanted to go further in Ukraine, they could have. And everyone's like, they're not as good of a military, you know, uh, as you think they are. You're giving them too much credit. I'm not giving them a ton of credit. I'm just saying they're better than Ukraine. They're they're better than a lot of countries. Do they stack up against us? No, but they're but they stack up better than 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 most when it comes to places like Ukraine. And they also. If they want if he was this maniacal person who was going to just blow everyone up, you know, lead to a, a world ending apocalyptic war, they've got the most nuclear weapons on the planet. So it's going to be calculated clandestine behind the scenes. This was a very public deal, like was Crimea in 2014 and 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 now getting the Donbass and other parts of, of Ukraine, but but the rest of it's going to happen back here because that's how they've always done it. That's how he's always done it. So everyone thinking now it's going to be up, oh, but but now it's going to be totally different. Now he's going to do it differently. Like why, why? <laughs> right. I mean, why why would there be that pivot? Well, because he might have cancer and he's just willing to go out in a blaze of glory. Well, if that was true, <clears throat> then he would have gone out in a blaze of glory and exceeded and gone past the Donbass and. You know those regions of Ukraine. So it, it my favorite is when people, especially in network media, chime in and say, "Well, experts say experts have been wrong. How many times have they been wrong in the last thirty, forty, fifty, sixty years? Every time that there's a major thing happening in the world, an expert will get on and they will be totally wrong. We just lived through the last three years of that little sawed-off piece of shit, Fauci." being wrong the entire time from the moment that he opened up his stupid little mouth until he signed off from his position. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and now he's just in retirement looking at pictures and paintings of himself in his home office, which is a disaster. disaster. Bro, he just, have you seen the house that he bought? He bought this thing, this estate in Virginia. I think it's Virginia for like 20 million bucks or something like that like this huge compound totally fortified with his own security staff of course because you know when you're the fauci and you are science you have to be protected at all times like i am just my brain is so big yeah <laughs> you've been doing some good impersonations today he's into it he's into it and and it makes total sense that someone who granted the highest paid government official would be able to afford a $20 million house. Uh, and he's listed on all the vaccines. Uh, he's listed on the uh, the copyrights of all the vaccines that have been injected to us as a co-author because all the money that gets funded through NIH, people within the government are allowed to be listed on whatever vaccine is produced. So he gets, what, two, two cents, five cents for every vaccination that goes out worldwide. So... Yeah, there you go. That's where it is. That's where he makes it. Well, you know, it, hot dogs are pretty cheap. I was going to try and make a transition here. It's going to be tricky. Hot dogs are pretty cheap. There's better ones. I'm more of a brat guy myself. Had some brats yesterday. God, I just love brats. But we're going to talk hot dogs because Joey Chestnut won yet again. And 
the amount that, that he ate was disturbing. <laughs> but it's not just hot dogs, folks. We're going to expand beyond that. We're, gonna, we're not going to limit ourselves to, to cheap <laughs> trash meats. We're going to actually talk about some other foods that he's also set records with. And then we're going to head to the post-show presser. We've got all that coming up. Stay with us. we got a lot of fun to have. We'll be right back. Love the internet, but the internet is tracking everything you do. Take control of your online privacy with IP Vanish. People with malicious intent are everywhere watching you. Criminals can hack your Wi Fi while broadband providers and advertisers monitor your data. With IP Vanish on your device, your internet activity is encrypted. No one can see what you're doing. Your location, your connection, completely hidden. Protect your internet privacy today with IP Vanish. your partner of the same sex have you ever been to a men's bathhouse do you have an active grinder account do you prefer unprotected sex with random hookups then boy oh boy do we have the product for you no monk monk is a new experimental product for active lovers who just want to keep going without consequence why change your lifestyle and live in fear when you can try this virus preventing elixir our new rectal application is a literal lifesaver and fun to try so say goodbye to monkeypox and put something new in your backside. Get No Monk Monk now. Take your life back and never look back. Unless, of course, you like that point of view. No Monk Monk has not been approved by the FDA or any other corrupt government organization. It may prevent monkeypox, but it also may not. Try it as you will, but we highly encourage other life changes. Side effects may include swollen tongue, oily discharge, night terrors, pink eye, fever, and in rare cases, a prolapsed rectum. Ask your doctor if No Monk Monk is right for you. All right, let's talk wieners. Let's just do it. And we've already had kind of a gay episode. We had <laughs> Disco's photo shoot on my desk. I like how it was my photo shoot. <laughs> I mean, it, it really was. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean you were the, the subject yes. in the photo shoot. It's art. It's, it is, it's art. I think you maybe can call it that. I mean, you're only as good as the person who's taking the photo, so thank you, Tom, yes, yeah, for, you were, for that. You were outstanding. Yeah. Uh, everyone was outstanding. Uh, so Joey Chestnut, the goat, the goat. I mean, you, look, think about this. America has produced some of the world's greatest athletes: Jim Thorpe, Bo Jackson. I loved all the Bo, Bo Jackson stuff. The posters, Bo knows. Anyways, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, Michael Jordan. But if you break it down, and I don't think this is actually a sport to be clear, but if you break it down <laughs> in terms of sports, or in this case, an activity. A gluttonous one, albeit one, but but this guy stands above the rest. Joey Chestnut just won his 16th, 16th champion, championship. 
the mustard belt. Yes. I'm stroking out. <laughs> Champion, belt, mustard. Uh, but no, I mean, 16th consecutive mustard belt. And you know how he did it? He ate 62 Nathan's hot dogs. He was trying to shoot for 69, just so you know. In 10 minutes. Like the candles in my cake Monday? Yeah. <clears throat> or, or it was, yeah, he, 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 before he projected. I think I can do 69 in 10 minutes. So yeah, that, that's not even the world record that he holds. But, but, but guys, six, I know they do the water and, and all sorts of stuff, and then they just massage that dog down. But like 62 <laughs> is disturbing. And, and keep in mind, this is coming from, we talked about this this week, even though it wasn't Thanksgiving. But keep, this is coming from someone, my brothers and I would do a pre-Thanksgiving me- meal weigh-in. 100%. And post, yeah. And winners have gained upwards of 11 pounds in a meal to have their <laughs> Butterball trophy. I don't, I don't do that anymore. But, but like, I, I've put down some food before. This is insane. This is insane, but it's not just it's not just Joey's hot dog eating that we're going to talk about here because it was 62 dogs. What is the world record, by the way? I believe it's 75 that he did in 2019, uh, 76 in 2021. Jeez. (laughs) But getting back to the fact of if it's a sport or not a sport, I was watching it live. There was a, a lightning delay. It was there was some, <laughs> but okay. the the way they were showing close ups of him grabbing the hot dogs and pilots smashing him into his mouth and the veins popping out of his head and just the sweat. I I'm kind of going. I mean, if if darts is 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 a sport, I'm gonna go with but it's, competitive but, eating. Okay, but let's let's have a quick timeout here, okay? <laughs> just so you know, he holds the top ten records in this. Okay. Like all, all top, top ten are his. Are his. So that's, he's like the guy on the video game, like the arcade game that's like, who's T-Y-R? Like, yeah, he owns all of them. Uh, darts, this is going to be a hard pill for some of you in the audience to, to swallow. Darts, cornhole. I love cornhole. We've got boards right here. But darts, cornhole, all of these things, they're not sports. How do you feel about billiards or pool? I don't think it's a sport. It's not a okay. sport. It's an activity. It takes talent. There's people who get sponsors and make money. ESPN puts all that shit on TV now. By the way, some massive firings at ESPN. I know. <laughs> yeah. Like every, pretty much everyone was fired. But but those that doesn't make it a sport. Figure skating? Just because I think that's a sport. Uh, when you say it's an activity? But it, but there's some athleticism and some gayness. <laughs> there's loads of gayness. <laughs> but you have competitive eating that you're also you need to train for. But you've got to okay. But like, <laughs> let's let's put this. To there's the there's training involved. There is training involved. It's not like he's, it's not like yesterday. He's like, let's just join in on the competition. He's been training for it. So would you put would you put hot dog eating in the same category as football or hockey? There's training, so yes, uh, yeah. it's it's not it's you do? it's yeah. not a high impact sport. See, but you got whatever. You know <laughs> what? Non athletes talking. It, it's not a it's not a team sport. It's an individual sport. I, I liken it to golf or bowling. What about archery? How do you feel about archery? I don't think it's in the Olympics. I think it's an activity. Ping pong. You can badminton you can grind on someone's legs in the Olympics <laughs> these days, and it's it's. What about fencing? You can jump on a trampoline. 
in the Olympics. Did they take that out? No, it's still in there. It's still in yeah. there? It's not a sport. What about the one where they have, like, the ball and they're doing yeah, the, rhythmic the, the rhythmic dancing? <laughs> entertaining to watch, not a sport. Curling, entertaining. I want to try it. I'd like to actually – we've got a good space here. You don't like think curling it. is a sport? No. Okay. I don't. I think real sports are sports. I think other things are activities. I know there's people who disagree with that, but <laughs> but I also think there's a lot of people who who don't know sports well who th- like. I mean, it's just that just it's all. Well, so so what qualifies it? What's a sport? Yeah. And how do you how do you define what a sport is? Something that that takes athleticism, not just skill or training, like athleticism. You you can't just play college basketball or college football or college hockey or college baseball. You've got so, to have athleticism and drive. Now there's, there's okay. Then let's get 76 hot dogs and put them down and see you go for it right now. I mean, you, know, I mean, you still had to train for it. You had to stretch your stomach for it, but you're, you don't have to be an athlete. Sports are played by athletes. Activities are played by people who train for it. So all of these things, I just think that again, they're, they're talented. It's just not a sport, just not a sport. And, this is my show. So <laughs> is auto racing a sport? I think I think that is. But it's but it but I think they it's just a slippery sit in a, slope. They just sit in a car and turn a wheel though. I think I shut up. I think what? that you're the one who likes NASCAR. No, I've worked NASCAR. But I think I think that, that and golf are questionable sports for me. I, I think that like the traditional sports are sports. Again, I think if you if you have to be an athlete to compete at a high level, it's a sport. If you just have to try something or do it a gazillion times. I don't. What about squash? But how do you define an athlete? <laughs> I think an athlete is born. I think some people are athletes that play sports and are considered athletes by the masses. But I think an athlete is someone who's actual athlete. It's it's in there. You're, you can you can if you're an athlete, you can tell what an athlete is, or you can tell if you're someone who works. There's some people who are great athlete who are great athletes who just work their asses off but aren't athletic. But we've taken ourselves so far out of that. <laughs> um, anyways, he's not just a hot dog eater, which is not a sport. It is a paid activity, <laughs> a disgusting one in my opinion. That's, that's just – but he's 16-time he's, he's, he's six, winner in a row, 62 hot dogs this year, as Disco said earlier, owns the top 10 records. But this dude's also eating 182 chicken wings in 30 minutes. <laughs> 53 soft shell tacos from Taco Bell in 10 minutes, 23 six inch cheesesteaks in 10 minutes, 54 brain tacos in eight minutes. <clears throat> Didn't know that was a thing either. This one I think disgusts me the most. He's eaten 141 hard boiled oh. eggs in eight minutes. I love hard boiled eggs. You need a drink after like <clears throat> each one. Like they get kind of like caught in there with the yolk and everything. 141 in eight minutes. We all remember that from Cool Hand Luke. You saw the movie, right? Cool Hand Luke. A long with, time uh, ago. Right. Okay, I'm going to take a little bit of sidebar real quick because... Okay. I mean, we've sidebarred a great deal already. Yeah. But, but yeah. just real quick, I had the opportunity once to meet Don Pence, who is the guy who wrote the book Cool Hand Luke that became the movie. And Don actually did pri- did prison time in, uh, in Florida. And he was telling me that he participated in an event where he ate beans in a in prison, it wasn't the hard boiled eggs. It was one of the one of the um, one of the things that Hollywood changed in the script. 
to put in hard-boiled eggs instead of beans. And also, another piece of trivia from that, with the most iconic line in there, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Yes. <clears throat> he absolutely hated that line because it wasn't in his book. And mm. if you haven't read Cool Hand Luke, I suggest that you read it. It's a really good book. And it actually is the first book that's ever been written. Well, I, I, don't, I shouldn't say it's ever been written, but he didn't realize it at the time. But Luke, in the book, when he's, you know, he's at the beginning of the movie, he's cutting off the head, the, the tops of the parking meters to get money out of them. But in the book, he's cutting off the tops of the parking meters, thinking that they're Nazi officers, and he's decapitating them. So Don realized later on in life that he was actually uh, writing about PTSD. Hmm. And that was the reason why Cool Hand Luke went to prison. Okay. There's our there's the Cool Hand Luke sidebar for you. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. You're good. Uh, so 141 hard-boiled eggs in eight minutes, 121 Twinkies in six minutes, also something that requires lots of drinking because those are dry, 12 pounds of deep-fried asparagus in 10 minutes. That one's really niche. <laughs> Not just grilled or pan-fried, fried asparagus. Fried. Deep-fried deep asparagus. Deep-fried, yes. One nine-pound turkey in 10 minutes. <laughs> 30 euros in 10 minutes, 55 glazed donuts in eight minutes, and seven pounds of shrimp in eight minutes, presumably deveined and, um, you know, <laughs> no shelled. So, um, but, I mean, that's what he does for a living. I would, can you imagine being his doctor? Like, so, uh, <laughs> you're, I mean, his levels have got to be all over the place. Bro, 55 glazed donuts? What's your blood sugar like after that? Well, that, I mean, the hot dogs with the nitrates, like, I'm sure they're not giving them, like, organic nitrate-free hot dogs. Well, they're, they're Nathan hot dogs. My qu my question yesterday, we, friends of us were talking about it and said, I was, what are the what are the poops like after this? Or do they get their stomach pumped after this? What happens? Because most, some of them, like, he, he was chewing them, but some of them, you'll see them. The whole thing were happening, just swallow the whole thing whole. Yeah. What happens? I don't know. Yeah. I, how many do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? A 10 minutes. Oh, man. I would be lit 10 minutes. <sighs> okay. If I fasted for a little bit and then got down to it in 10 minutes, I would say I could probably eat eight. Yeah. Would you do the water thing or would you just eat it normal? I would try and eat it normal, yeah. but then I would have to go to the water thing to finish. I, I, I don't think I could do it. But I, I, when you're talking about going to the bathroom after, I'm thinking that if you're a professional eater, you have to get a garbage disposal installed. In <laughs> you're, you have to. You have to. <laughs> That's a great visual. Uh, How many do you think you could do in 10 minutes? I don't see. I don't think I'd want to do that anymore. I think I'd eat like five in ten minutes. I think I could eat five and still be miserable afterwards. But I would eat them normal in the bun with some ketchup and mustard on it. You know, ideally maybe some 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 onions. But like, I would just eat them normal and be like, all right, I got five. Like whatever, four, yeah. five, six. Okay, just hypothetically, if the Drew Berquist show was going to sponsor a competitive eating challenge <laughs> in the studio <laughs> and invite Joey Chestnut and the rest of the uh, uh, competitive eating athletes, what uh, what food would you would it be for? Would you uh, have out there? Not the shrimp because I don't want that mess in here or that stench in here. I love shrimp. I'm just looking at the ones he did. The female one it was 39 and a half yesterday. She won 39 and a half hot dogs. 39 and a half? Yeah. That is 
That's next level. Mickey Sudo. Mm. I don't know. Maybe chicken wings. Just because then we could order some for ourselves. Mm. I don't want to watch them eat theirs, but we could be eating buffalo wings while they're eating their wings. We'll hire some. Have you ever seen one of those competitions, the wing eating ones? Mm. Oh, it, so disgusting. It's just like they put it in. And it's just meat's gone bone only, and it's just boom, boom, boom. You're like, I don't want to eat wings right now. Yeah. Like you do, like we'd have to eat it in the other room. No, I was, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be in the other room. Yeah. Well, we'll, we can host it. We, we'll put it in Studio B, and then we'll sit over here casually, uh, eat it a different way. Uh, okay, <laughs> Drew, a gold medal in masturbation can't be too far off. Okay, there's. <laughs> Thank you, Texas Panhandle. Yep. Uh, uh, well, I think that's probably a good way to toss it to the post-show press conference. <laughs> Folks, we got one more show this week. Uh, again, hope you had a great day yesterday, hope, uh, an amazing July 4th. We've got another show tomorrow. We've got Coin Club Friday. Make sure you sign up. It's dbcoinclub.com. That's where you sign up. That's also where you go to watch. That show is 11 a.m. Fridays. Tomorrow is normal. It'll be here 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. We greatly appreciate you being here today. We still got 10 more minutes. We're going to be over in the post-show press conference here in just a second. If for some reason you can't make it, we hope that you do. We hope that you make it and then you stick around for RVM Roundup with Chad Caton. But if for some reason you can't, you got to go somewhere. We'll see you tomorrow. Be safe. Be smart. Be free. And now, get ready for the This Is My Show post-show press conference. Sponsored by Colon Sports. The new frontier in electrolyte replacement and removal. Colon Sport electrolyte replacement. In one end and out the other. It's new Colon Sport. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like we went off the rails a few times today. Lots of uh, interesting conversation, but we got through the episode, had some great engagement from you guys in the chat, so we'll appreciate that for sure, without a doubt. Looking forward to having one more back. It's kind of a weird week. Weird week, right? You do a show, you take a day off, get just cooked in the sun all day, and then you come in, you got to do, do two more. It's kind of a, just a weird thing. We're glad to be back. I'm glad to be back, but... Uh, we got one more show at, at any rate to do tomorrow. Looking forward to that. And then uh, Coin Club Friday. Let's take some uh, some questions here. Good afternoon, Drew. My name is Felipe Aperol. I am with the new Palestinian Israeli Gazette and Courier. My question to you okay. is about this Mr. Jory, Jory Chestnut and his eating. Yeah, we just talked about it. What kind of operation is this when we have these people eating food, these these hot dogs, and they, they smash them in the face and they keep smashing and smashing and smashing. What what what, what kind of event is this? I, I have no idea what I I'm watching. Is this is this some sort of sport in your country? I don't understand, Drew. This this is this is very common that everybody smash smash food in the smash they just just keep eating and eating and eating. Is this this can't be done? This this is unsustainable, Drew. I I I implore you to to boycott this this kind of this gluttonous this display of, of disgustingness. No wonder the, the Americans are fat. It's just a country. It's just nang, 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 nang. I am not sure what the what, what to make of this. And and I will tell you this: that it is not good if if all these people are, are eating food 
food like that. I, I, I don't understand. Please, please explain, explain this to me. Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's just kind of tradition. We do dumb shit here in this country, um, but we have fun doing it. It's just, it's who we are. We're America and we can do kind of whatever the hell we want to do. And, and one of those time old traditions is ramming a bunch of hot dogs down our throats. Um, it's, it's actually become quite common to ram all sorts of things down your throat here in the country. I don't prescribe to that or do it myself, but I think it's, it's something that happens a good deal here. I know it doesn't make sense to most. I just, we were talking about on the show. I'm not interested in trying to eat 50, 60, 70 hot dogs in, in 10 minutes or, or ever, uh, for that matter, at least, at least in, in the, the scenario that they have there, but it's, it's just kind of a thing that we do here. I, I don't think you guys would get it. Your paper seems confused. Uh, in terms of its location, and and you seem confused on this. Uh, there wasn't much of a question, I guess. I, 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 I'm not going to boycott it. I, people can do whatever they want. This is America. That's the America I fought for. Next question. Good afternoon, Drew. Benjamin Beam, Boston Pride Daily. So, Drew, I hope you had a wonderful 4th of July. Mine was simply fantastic. The fireworks were just so beautiful over the Atlantic Ocean. They were so delicious. But the odd thing is, since the holiday was yesterday, yesterday seemed like a Sunday. And I, I couldn't I couldn't get over it. You know, I was having some nice rosé and thinking, oh, wow, this is Sunday and tomorrow is Monday. But then I realized that it was Tuesday and today is actually Wednesday. But it feels like Monday today, doesn't it? Yeah. No, it's oh, you silly goose. <laughs> yes, it does. It is a Wednesday. All right. So my question has to do with the fairy dust that was found in the White House. And when I say fairy dust, I don't mean the glitter that comes out of me after I have too much cheese in the quiche. I mean the booger sugar that was found by the Secret Service. And my question is, is it really that big of a deal to find some cocaine inside the White House? And why is it such a big deal? Thanks, Drew. Well, I'm glad you had a fourth, Benjamin. A uh, good fourth, that is. Uh, it, it is a very big deal. It's it's very damning for this administration. It's a not-so-good look for our country to have cocaine in the White House. Cocaine that, by the way, almost certainly could only be brought into the White House by a member of the Biden family. So this is this is a horrible look. And you can tell it's a horrible look, and you can tell that our assumptions and predictions are likely you know, over target. And it's not just ours. It's, it's, it's most people out there for that matter, because of how they're scrambling, because of how the white house is scrambling, how the media is scrambling to change all this stuff. But all that to say, to answer your question, it is in fact a very big deal. And I, I would say the same thing. If it was a conservative who was in the white house, we don't need the president or the president's family doing cocaine. And we certainly don't need the entire world to know about it. Uh, let's, let's do another one over here. Yes. Yeah, Senor Drew. It's Diego again. I have a question about Hunter Biden's cocaine or who, you know, they're saying it was a Taurus's cocaine. I mean, in my personal, you know, very long experience when it comes to drug mules, that the bag of cocaine is so far tight wound up in someone's, you know, rear end that it's very hard for it to fall. So how could it have fallen out 
unless they had decided to cough and squat. Well, I don't, I don't think anyone's suggesting, Diego, necessarily that it was in anyone's ass at any at any one point in time. I, I don't I don't think that there's been a discussion about that. I'm sure some people are doing that. And perhaps, look, bro, maybe that's how it got in there. But I don't, I don't think the exact scenario that you just described has been described by anyone else. I, I certainly wouldn't say it's the leading theory at this point in time. And I just, I don't have a whole lot to comment on. I've never put drugs or anything in, in my ass. Let's take, uh, let's take one more back there. Hey, Drew, Karen Mule, Americans Against Truth. You guys reported today how cocaine was found at the White House, as did many other places. And you suggested that it was likely a key member of the Biden administration or perhaps even Hunter Biden himself. Karine Jean-Pierre in the White House has since come out and said that this was from a tourist. Will you relent on this story now that the truth has been shared by the White House themselves? Thank you. <laughs> That's cute, Karen. The truth has been shared by the White House. Uh, I'm sure you believe everything they say. God bless you. But uh, look, no, we will not relent on this. We'll continue to tell the story as as we think that it is, as, as more details come out. Not that we're going to get many from them. But just because KJP says that it wasn't Hunter or a member of the Biden family, that it was a tourist, does not mean that was the case. In fact, it likely means the opposite so I, I yeah we're not going to we're not going to relent we're going to continue to poke fun of hunter who i think is one of the most disastrous human beings walking the planet today he just is and it's not me celebrating it it's just calling calling a spade a spade i mean this is this is who he is this is what this family is they are a corrupt morally devoid family so uh and again i, w I would say to you for, for for you and your colleagues in the press look at how many times you've changed the damn story to fit the narrative did this work did this stick did this shut people up no it didn't okay let's change it to this you finally landed on tourism and someone's shoving it in a in a in a locker or a cubby which just makes no sense in terms of the security protocols that are in place for the white house in terms of just how things are and then again reminder joe biden's son is hunter biden he's a colossal train wreck a the most famous cocaine addict in america if not the world which shouldn't be a game or a sport or something you're aspiring to be, but I, I don't, I don't think that we'll relent, and I don't think that you should trust what the administration says either. Certainly not KJP, uh, but I, I'm not so sure you're gonna, you're gonna change your tune on that. All right, folks, we appreciate you being here today. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you. You've just heard Drew Berquist. Catch the show weekdays on every major social media platform and on drewberquist.com. cronies have lost over three trillion of america's retirement savings in 2022 alone with inflation running rampant and the stock market crashing do you have a plan to protect your wealth our friends at american alternative assets help you protect your retirement savings by rolling over your ira or 401k into a gold ira fact is you can hold physical gold and silver in your retirement account while maintaining its tax deferred status visit protectfrombiden.com
wealthprotectionguide.com today to get your free wealth protection guide. This guide will give you all the answers you need. American Alternative Assets is an A-plus and accredited member of the Better Business Bureau. Protect your savings now before it's too late. Visit protectfrombiden.com. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Welcome 